Hey neighbors, welcome back to the playhouse. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey neighbors, welcome back to the flower house where we play a lot. I'm your host, Tamara. And I'm the other host, Christina. And together we are here to present to you. <laughs> presenting. We're presenting to you episode on presenting. So as you might guess, if you're not guess this i guess you haven't really been listening to many of the episodes but we feel very different about public speaking yeah i look forward to opportunities to speak in public and christina just shivered so <laughs> That's, you're like describing my worst nightmare in detail how could i not <laughs> and you could attribute it to me being an extrovert you could contribute it to me just being the center of attention most of my life, but I do enjoy presenting. So I don't know. Was that was that racist? I don't know. <laughs> I say it's fine. <laughs> She's. Like, I say it's fine. I got the Hispanic vote to keep going. <laughs> Wait till you get she gets to this uh <laughs> good news minute. <laughs> I have. I might need Tamara's help with that one. <laughs> no, but I, I do love presenting. And I think that it's a really necessary part of life. It's really hard to get through life and not have to present anything. And presenting is really just another form of communication and conveying your thoughts, but it's to a large group of people. That's the key word, large Large group group of people people who sit there and judge you and they're all looking at you at the same time. So when you're watching a presentation, what is your general thought? Like, say you're watching someone present about anime. What's what's your general thought? I'm just listening to what they say. That, exactly. If you're interested in the content, content you listen to what they say. All right. If if you're not interested in the content you listen, you pay attention to what they do, right? You're you're looking at them and you're like, wow, I really like those shoes. Huh. <laughs> I see this person over there doing that. And nobody ever really pays attention and is like, ooh, that was a mistake. Ooh, they're doing terrible. Unless they're doing that bad. You're right. It's true. And this is the thing. I And I think a lot of people realize that is people don't notice you. Like, oh, sure, you might trip a little when you go up, up stage or something and everybody has a little laugh and it's immediately forgotten like nobody is like, oh, well okay well it's it's not like it's something that's the end of the world like i know that right i know that tamra yeah. i know that <laughs> i believe that you know that there's still something about getting up in front of a bunch of people and they're all looking at you i think that's what it is is they're all looking at you at once so you didn't like that Britney Spears song Circus very much, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel that like same. The circus. I, I don't feel that same <laughs> vibe, I must admit. But it, what's funny is when I was a teenager, I did have to go in front of a bunch of people and say something before. And when I finished later on, I had like probably like four or five people tell me like, you should get into public speaking. You're really good at talking in front of people. And I was mortified. 
Why? And I don't think because I, I was just like I don't want to do that. I don't want to ever do this again ever in my life. Never. And I guess I played it off so cool, like in the moment that they didn't they couldn't tell I was nervous. I can't imagine you being cool. <laughs> I know I'm not cool. But like I got up there and I just tried to pretend I was talking to one person. That's good. As if I'm having a conversation with one person. That's what I tried to play it as. And I guess it kind of showed. And everybody's like, wow, you, you should be a public speaker. And I'm like, no, that's my worst nightmare. Thank you, though. Thanks. But no, never, never again. I mean, I don't know how you do it. Because at my last job, I had to get in front of people sometimes and talk. And I felt like I made so many mistakes. It was not like when I was young. I was not good at it. And I would get such bad anxiety just thinking about it. So tell me, how how are you able to do it? <laughs> I get nervous too sometimes if I if I care enough. But in general it's just like it's this is an opportunity to any public speaking opportunity is an opportunity for people to listen to your thoughts and only your thoughts. They're not listening to anyone else's thoughts and if somebody else throws out their thoughts they're being rude. So it's really just your time to kind of say whatever you want to say or need to say and convey a point that you believe in or that you stand behind. So when it comes to public speaking, I always just think about, you know, your material, do it. Now, the one thing that throws me off, so I do really well in public speaking. I've taken a couple of different public speaking classes. I used to be the person that would welcome new students, like try to convince students to come into the school. And I would present to 100 plus people a time, like three times a week. Did you volunteer to do that? Did you just be like, I'll do it? Well, somebody asked me to do it, and I was like, sure. Oh, okay. I got paid to do it, though. Okay. Um, so, you know, it was like three times a week. I would – I, I want to say it was once a day, but it might have been twice a day. I don't remember. But it was three times a week, and we would have – there would be two of us, but a lot of times it was just one of me. There's only one Tamara. There's only one Tamara. The, the other person would just flake out. Oh, they were probably like me. <laughs> and so <Scared>. it would, <laughs> they weren't because they, I was there with them. So they were, they were fine, but it would be, you know, a hundred people that are looking for you for information because they're trying to make a decision. But I've like, I remember my first public speaking, I was, I think 11 years old and <laughs> I was at like a award ceremony and they asked me to like present an award to someone or something like that. So, and I was like, why, why do they want me to do this? And they're like, you'll be great at it. Don't worry. And I was, they were right. (laughs) So you had that, that push that told you like, you're going to do great. And, and you saw that you did do fine. Yeah, I I was, I was fine. You know, I feel like every time, like after a presentation, I'm like, oh, I could have said that. I could have said this. I could have said that. But like at the same time, it's like, ah, whatever. Like, ah, that would have been funny. I get that way. Like I could have said this after like someone like dissed me or an argument or something yeah <laughs> I do that too I know what you mean. but the thing that throws me off that I, I don't do as well in presenting with is in a group um. group presentations I don't really like them if you just give me all of the material and I can meter out my time and my information golden but if you put me around other people and I have to like balance off of their energy not golden because it's like sometimes you're with people that have no idea what they're doing and you have to like pick them up 
And then other times you have people that are like so over the top that you have to be the one that's kind of like subdued. Oh, it's like matching their energy levels. Right. And I just never, like to me, I'm not a showy person. I'm just more of like a confident person. Yeah. Which is a difference because it's like the showy person walks in and is like, all right, so guys. And like the confident person is like, okay, so today, you know, and it's like, it's a difference. Yeah. It's like, I I can hold your attention, but I'm not going to do it in a, for lack of a better word, entertaining clown way. I'm not going to do it like an entertain, you know. Yeah, entertainer. I, yeah. I, but I mean the word clown, <laughs> which sounds <laughs> offensive, but I'm just saying like, I don't want you, my goal isn't to make you laugh at me or say, wow, like how entertaining. My goal is to make you say she knows what she's talking about and she was engaging. Walk away and be like, I feel very informed. Right. But not say, wow, that was entertaining. Like, I don't know what she was talking about. But I was entertained. It was funny. Like, no, I want, I want you to, you know, kind of sit in there with me and kind of get an understanding of what I'm trying to say rather than just be like, wow, that was so entertaining. Like, no, you're not watching an entertainer. If I want to be entertainer, then I'll be funny. Be both with a clown. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like people who are entertainers would do better working with children, not adults. Like that energy is really good with like when you're dealing with children, but when you're dealing with adults, that same energy yeah i mean it works in a classroom setting right yeah because you're working with people everybody's tired but if you go into a board meeting and you're like so sharks and it's like all right bring it down buddy it's gonna be a no (laughs) that's gonna be a no because this is something that everyone is sitting here is taking seriously and i don't need you to entertain me i need you to inform me so depending on what you're presenting for is what you'll do differently, right? So one of the things that I do if I'm presenting, and yet this is going to make you cringe so hard, I promise you. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm hanging when on. When I make mistakes, I will point them out. <laughs> so like if I say like a word funny, like say I'm talking and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so I put the syrup on the waffle. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Did y'all just hear that accent? My bad. So I poured the syrup on the waffle. And so I will, you know, I'll point out when I do things wrong because people like people. Yeah. People hate perfection. Yeah. Which is really sad. But people will hate on you if you're too perfect, right? So when you make mistakes, claim those mistakes. That's like my go-to for any presentation It's just live in it. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make that mistake, y'all. But you know what I'm trying to say. Still keep it professional, but just let them know that you're still talking to them as a human and that you're not on this pedestal that they can't reach. I like that. So it really, but it also really depends on the venue. So if you're doing like a presentation for a class, throw a joke in there. If you're doing a presentation for a big contract at work, might not throw the same joke in there. <laughs> People do like laughing, but not you don't have to laugh all the time. Just yeah. know your information and you'll be fine. Um, if you don't know your information, you better be real good at bullshitting. So why do you think it's important to 
for public speaking? Like, what do you think the importance of it is? The things I can think of is like, okay, it builds confidence in yourself. <laughs> That's all. I, I don't it, like public speaking. It does. It, it builds confidence. It makes you feel confident in yourself. It helps you be more confident in the information that you have. When you okay. put yourself in front of a group of people to present, you you figure out your shortcomings. And that puts you in a position to grow. It Once again, it helps you spread information. It helps you learn more about yourself. And it helps you learn how to communicate. If, you're, if you can effectively do public speaking, then you can effectively do any anything they think about like a job yes skill is a big part of what you do for work but if you and someone else have comparable skill sets right who do you think they're going to present the one that knows how to communicate or the one that makes that's always on time they're going to promote the one that can communicate the one that can convey their thoughts in an eloquent way the one that is confident in themselves to say, hey, I'm going to speak here, um, to know when to speak and when not to speak. Comedians do it all the time. I think it was, oh, I want to say it's Chris Rock, oh. right? Chris Tucker. It's one of the two of them, Chris Rock or Chris Tucker. It's definitely a comedian. Okay. And they asked him, they said, wow, like when you do these Netflix specials, when you do these tours, it's got to be Chris Rock. When you do these tours, they're like, all of your jokes are so good. And they're like, you know, you're just naturally funny, this, that, and the other. And he said, no, what you see is the Netflix special, the hour full of people laughing. What you see is an hour of content that I put together. What you don't see is the hundreds, if not thousands of small clubs that I went to and I tried jokes out. You don't see the thousands of jokes that didn't make it because they weren't, they didn't play out in a crowd. All right. And that's something that public speaking gives you, especially when you like are presenting the same information, you get to tweak it and find what's the right way to present this information. And you can say this works, that does, that doesn't work. Once you get that, you can slowly shift it all into place and come up with this perfect presentation where you're like, there's going to be a joke at this point. People are going to laugh right there. People are going to be really impressed with this right here. And they're going to do this and that. And you really start to understand the psychology of how people work. And you're playing not only to one person because that's easy, right? Well, I say easy, but to communicate with one person right. and say, <laughs> Like, I understand what drives this person. I understand what's going to be important to them. And so I can bring this in and I can engage them. But once you're sitting there with 100 people, 200 people watching you, you've got to engage all of them. That's a different level of communication where now you're reading the faces of everyone at the same time to say, this guy didn't like that joke. This guy found it really, really entertaining i need to find somewhere in the middle where this guy will still be happy but this guy will come around hmm well he didn't like it very much so what if i point him out i say man everybody's laughing but you or hey you don't seem to like what i just said tell me why 
And now that person has no choice but to engage with with you and your content. Oh, how horrifying. He's being forced into public speaking. <laughs> He's being forced into public speaking. <laughs> and nothing nothing is will engage someone more than feeling seen, right? In a crowd yeah. of people, they noticed me? Yeah, I did, because I noticed everyone. And one of those public speaking classes that I took, one of the notes was never stand in the same place. And I hate when people stand behind podiums, just throwing that out there. But whenever you are presenting, make eye contact with everyone. Sounds terrifying. Notice what people are doing. If somebody's on their phone, computer, whatever, it doesn't matter. Notice what they're doing. If you notice they're disengaged, walk towards them. They start being engaged. They have no choice but to engage with you because people don't want to seem like they're disengaged, right? So just pull them back in, but don't be a clown about it. (laughs) Be a professional. (laughs) And I mean, there's just so many different occasions in your life and the typical life that you're going to need to know how to public speak. You're going to need to know how to public speak at weddings. You're going to need to... (laughs) You know, when your best friend gets married, you might have to do a speech. Oh, don't, 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 don't oh. do it. <laughs> oh, there will be speeches and there will be dance moves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, so you never know. There, there's weddings. This is going to sound terrible. There's funerals. There's yeah. there's work events. You might be doing something for your child's sports team. Where now all of a sudden you're manning the booth and you have to present to someone. So public speaking is talking to the public, whether it's one person or you're talking to a hundred people or a thousand people, it's all the same. It's get the same information. So one last thing I want to add, and you kind of touched some points here and there throughout the episode, but what are some key points on how people can become better at public speaking? Because I mean, knowing your material, that's helpful. Or knowing what your audience knows. Yeah. But is there any other, like, is there any other secrets that I can learn to become better at public speaking? Practice. When you got those jitters, practice. Jitters? You know. Well, first of all, don't picture your audience in their underwear. That's stupid. I've never done that. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where it came from either, but it's terrible advice. It just makes me feel worse. (laughs) Yeah, like, imagine you're like sitting there and you're like, wow, that's a good looking person. And now you're like, imagining them in their underwear and you're just like completely distracted now. Like that, that never happens to me. It's more of like, why would I do that? Why would I imagine? Yeah, I don't underwear. I don't understand like, how that's supposed to be embarrassing. Which I don't understand is, that. Phrase. This is it sounds like the, the point is for them to be embarrassed, just like you're embarrassed. Oh, but I don't get embarrassed being in front of people. I just feel nervous. See, that's interesting that you you separated. But that's what that's what people say. They're like, oh, okay. you know, picture them in their underwear so they feel embarrassed, like you feel embarrassed. But like, Playboy's a whole magazine, and that's just people in their underwear. So okay. I don't really think that's gonna work out. So besides not imagining them in their underwear. <laughs> What what do you think are some helpful tips to get me out there in front of people talking? 
Just know that no one knows what you're going to say but you. I. What if I don't know what I'm going to say? Go with it. So <laughs> they don't know what you're going to say, so you don't have to know what you're going to say. You're given a time limit. You just have to fill it up without rambling. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, it that's is. what we try to do every week here. <laughs> I know it's it's terrible. We really need to start having PowerPoints for these things. Can you imagine <laughs> making a PowerPoint for each episode? Oh my god! So you know, know your points, right? If you have a PowerPoint accompanying you, please don't put a bunch of words on the PowerPoint. Follow the six by six rule: no more than six words across, no more than six bullet points per slide. Oh, and that will keep the audience's attention on you. PowerPoints should have pictures. They should help keep people on the point that you're on. It should not be the presentation. Do not turn around and look at the PowerPoint and read it. Nobody wants to be read to. We're not children and we're not trying to go to sleep. So <laughs> present to me, speak to me. Do not present behind the podium. That is a crutch. I don't care if you're shaking in your boots. You better let people see your knees shaking, all right? Get from behind that podium unless you have to use the podium. So whenever I do a presentation, the first thing I ask is, do I have to stand behind the podium or do you have a clicker? Even though I have nerves, I'd rather you look at my outfit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds crazy. That's such a you thing to say. You know, but it's really important to just kind of like, for me, I'm like hop in the middle of the ocean type of person. Make it where it can't get any worse. So all you could do is to get better. So just put yourself out there. If you're going to be there, be there. Treat every presentation like a TED Talk, okay? I do enjoy watching TED Talks. And one thing I noticed is like, yeah, they don't have podiums. And they kind of just like pace back and forth. So they're facing like, like they dress everybody in the room. Yes. Address everyone. Make eye contact with as many people as you can. If you must read something, make sure that your venue has a screen behind your audience. So it looks like you're making eye contact with people. I had one public speaking class and I did a presentation. I did not practice. I might have practiced one time before the presentation, finished the presentation like five minutes ahead of time. It was terrible. But I got there and I presented. And as I was presenting, I was reading the slides above the teacher's head whole time he thought I was making eye contact with him. He was like, wow, you had a really great eye contact. And I was like, sir, I ain't look at you now one time. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, make it look like, just don't look down, right? If you can avoid it, make sure that you are addressing as many people as possible. Make your audience feel like they are there. I mean, that you're paying attention to them. You're presenting to them. Um, that yeah. one person. So there's that. And then put yourself in as many positions to speak as you can, because that's the only way you're really going to get better. I can't promise that one. And just remember, everyone gets nervous. Everyone. So just just go with it. If you're in a nervous sweater, don't wear gray. Don't wear any colors like fuchsia that's going to show your sweat, because that's embarrassing. So wear black. You could wear white. You could do a light pink. Or a blazer over it. Yeah, you could do a blazer. But whatever you do, don't wear gray. Gray shows sweat terribly. That's so, true. I think that's about all I've got on public speaking. That was a lot, though. I mean, I feel <laughs> I don't feel like I'm ready to go out and speak to the world, but I do feel more informed. 
I'm glad you feel more informed. I thought of like how many people at some point I had like counted an estimate of how many people I had presented to in my life. And this number is probably going to, um, this number is probably going to blow your mind. But when I did the calculation, it was somewhere around like 10,000 people that I presented oh. for. <laughs> wow. And, my yeah. and I'm sure that number has gone up since I do presentations at work all the time. Yeah. See, I never been in a position where I was presenting anything, but public speaking, yes. Last time I spoke in public was when I worked at the library in front of a bunch of children and toddlers. <laughs> children are hard. And you know, you'd think it would be easy. And my boss was amazing at it. She's an amazing public speaker. She's so good at it. And it's like, wow, you're like radiant when you're just up there talking to all these children. And it's like, oh, my turn. Oh, like, because, you know, I, I did it. I had to do it a few times, like when she went on vacation or not feeling well. Um, and I felt so bad because I wanted to be like super supportive. Like, yeah, I could take care of everything. But public speaking was a hard one. So let's go ahead and move on to the good news minute. Good news. I'm going to share this one. Senate confirms Nancy Maldonado to be the first Hispanic woman federal district court judge in Illinois. Maldonado. That's awesome. Yeah. So congratulations, Nancy. You're doing great. It was created like some 200 years ago and it's been dominated by white male judges. And now she's here, the first Hispanic woman. Whoa, it almost sounds like America. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. That's awesome. Congratulations, Nancy. You are making women everywhere proud. Yes. We like hearing good news about women. I mean, anybody, but because we're women also, it's like, yeah, you go, girl. So thank you guys for joining us this week, and we will see you next week. Bye.